0: Hey everybody, here we are, uh, episode 42 of Shug Me the Mooney, we are already in March of 2021, and I'm sitting here with Shug, Shug how you feeling? Yes sir, for Deuce, number when 42nd Street used to be the hot spot, yeah and you can get a Deuce for 20 bucks according to Kiss, that's, near, <laughs> that's nowhere they're <near> there, <laughs> but uh, what's Super Bowl 42 yeah, with the Giants, hey that's a good memory too, a lot yeah. of 42s, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, here we are. So, um, we're in March. Um, anything special happening or, you know, so far in 2021 with you? Ooh, um, coming to,
1: coming to America, um, mm-hmm. came out. I got to watch it last night. Um, I think it started, it came on like a day earlier cause I needed to kill time with, um, until Division came on cause Division doesn't come on till like 3am. Mm-hmm. And you know me, I'm always on Twitter. So I'm like, yeah, I was trying to like I try to watch it as it comes out, and then like coming to America was kind of like in that same zone. Like dudes was talking about it mm-hmm. on the timeline, so um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was like, let me get ahead of it, and then other thing that happened this week, um, for us that were wrestling people. Bobby Lashley, I still mm. got to watch the match, but Bobby Lashley won the yeah. championship, because I told you, I was like, man, like, fuck, like, The Miz is the fucking champion, like, because he came in, what's that, Elimination yeah. Chamber, used his money in the bank.
0: Uh, yeah, we, we were going to talk about it last week, but then we just didn't, I said, I have a feeling he's going to drop it next week, I said, didn't I say he's going to drop it before the next pay-per-view, and you went, oh, there's no more pay-per-view before the WrestleMania, Oh, oh yeah, that, and I was like, all right, fine, but he's going to drop know. it, though.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize. I knew he was. I didn't realize like they're doing fast lane. lane. Yeah, because remember back in back in our day, they used to like it used to be like Royal Rumble, and then um No Way Out. No way. And then it was Elimination Chamber. Like after a while, because they got rid of No Way Out, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: and then it's a way to like,
0: hey, if you're if you we don't want you anymore, so let's mix it up. You don't lose it to someone specifically. You know, you just lose it. So it's it's kind of like a. You know, that type, that's why they did it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then they um and then it used to be like a month and a half between the February pay-per-view, no way out elimination shaking, but whatever, and then WrestleMania would be like mm-hmm. early April, so they wouldn't have shit in March. But I guess this year they're doing fast lane instead of um you know foregoing another pay per view. But um yeah, Bobby Lashley won and he um he's the third uh black wwe champion. I mean like I think Mark Henry
0: had a run with the, the world title. But I don't uh smack that well like the, the whatever became of the WCW one world yeah. heavyweight championship. But this the so WWE is, is like different. Yeah,
1: but the WWE, yeah, the WWE championship is the one that you know goes back to The Rock, um, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, blah 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 blah. So he's the third one. So that was like a huge moment. Um, It's kind of like it's like bittersweet because he's the third only because like The Rock won it like back when we were like in like elementary school, and then Kofi won it like two years ago.
0: And uh, all, yeah, I was like, there. Hey, yeah, yeah he was. Uh, what I will say is this, yeah, I was a huge fan of Bobby Lashley, not when he was in WWE back then, when he did the whole billionaire battle of the billionaires with Trump and everything, mm-hmm. which is funny in a ha ha funny because there's a clip that I've had ready for a while about Donald Trump calling him uh Bobby Lindsay. I got, I got this big black yeah. guy, Bobby Lindsay, you know, like he, like you know that whole thing look at he my like, african-american like, whatever
1: I, I always think of <laughs> that yeah, whenever I see it the, was that it's every time yeah. a match comes up i always think of that like <laughs> and i was like 10 years after yeah. the fact it's
0: the same thing man look
1: at my african-american Isn't he
0: great? i watched a clip of today of uh of them of doing a uh vince and down uh 45 or whatever bitch slapping each other back and forth like they're doing the whole like i'm like this and then 10 years later i'm like 15 years later jesus but uh I loved Bobby Lashley in TNA. He was a champion during a time when it was in a lull. Um, and it was kind of like a, he was a kind of a bright spot during a time when it went from a period of getting a lot of money into it. And then it became kind of like, is this going to be gone? And then they got bought out by someone, but he was a really good. Uh, he was a heel. I like him as a heel. Cause like, if he tries to be all nice and stuff, like he's kind of like um he doesn't know what he's doing but i like when he's kind of like more of the proactive and he's like you know that type of personality you yeah. know I, I with mvp too because back in impact tna impact he was with mvp they were together they were like a, they were part of like a a, a a team and they brought it back now which is cool to see
1: yeah. shout out her business yeah so, so yeah, i think yeah, so he he won our drink yeah. from from the Miz, who like I had a hard time taking seriously for like many many years because he's alumnus of one of my favorite shows. Um, and we we tackled the racism and the race history in the Bachelor last week, and I was telling Mike over. Um, I actually got to attribute it to Mike because Mike said something in our segment, and it made me think of a seg. You know, um something that happened on the real world and then when I was editing the the video for the YouTube I was like you know what like that one incident was just like one incident of like the real world I was like you know where where racism and stuff happened but there's so many others and it's like all of these shows the way I think of it is like all of these shows they're reality tv and I think like if you're using the word reality, it means real. Um, so therefore, like race and racism is something that's been handled very poorly by a lot of these reality TV shows. So I was telling Mike, let's do a deep dive into the real world and not just the real world, but the real world franchise. So that includes the challenge. And Mike, we
0: got some other stuff coming up in episode two yeah so yeah we're gonna talk about that and uh also this week um it was uh reading you know book month a reading reading book month um and we're gonna talk about the whole dr seuss mm-hmm. um situation that happened i always said i just use the situation as a thing but it was the uh uh you know like around the country for years and decades, it would be like, oh, you read books. And a staple of that was always Dr. Seuss books. And on the day of, and this also happens to be the general the author's birthday, they took it down, the company took down publishing rights or they're not gonna sell anymore of six particular books. And me and Sherry are gonna talk about, um, we're gonna just, we're gonna talk about that. And um, and you know it goes with a lot of things that we, we usually talk about Cause uh, same with real world, we're looking at things that we grew up on with twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one lenses. So it's really interesting for us to look back. Cause I'm a big nostalgia guy, and so is Shug, So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in this episode. And then of course, uh, ha- like we've been doing for the last five weeks, six, what it, over a month, we're gonna talk about the Bachelor. Uh, that's winding down. I think we have a couple more weeks left of that. Yeah. So that's call, call gonna a, be uh, episode forty two. Yeah. Women tell all okay so uh after um how many months we've been doing this show we talk a lot about nostalgia and we do deep dives into tv series that we used to watch as kids but now we're watching it through the eyes of you know we're adults you know mm-hmm. we're both we we both crossed the 30 mark you know so we're in a 2021 uh lens now and um we've seen we've been seeing a lot of commercials for we've been bombarded by uh paramount plus commercials uh we've talked about other streaming services lately uh but one of the aspects of the paramount plus is that they're going to have the real world on it and me and watched it growing up um i watched it from uh the late 90s up until like 2010 uh but they used to air older episodes too so i watched from season one all the way up to whatever that i guess the first 20 seasons and um it was always you know it's very engaging show even as a kid i was i was like hey maybe i'll be on the real world one day you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i just stopped watching it when i was the age of those guys when i was the age of the people on the show i was like i'm not gonna be on it <laughs> so i stopped watching it no i'm joking but um yeah but, but we were talking in show like we're talking about how um you know it's a template for every like reality show that came forward after um and what's the tagline? Seven strangers to live in the house.
1: Where uh, stop stop being, being, you know, start being real.
0: Yeah, start being real. Yeah. yeah. Start being real. So, like the whole point of the show is not confrontation, but conversation. Confrontation with conversation, uh, which is a good thing. But of course, from that, you have a lot of you know, back and forth, like uh different personalities and different cultures. Uh, and that started from season one, from right from the very beginning uh shug uh you you kept watching after 2010 though right you you've been watching more recent seasons yeah i watched
1: up until they stopped airing it on mtv i know they had one season i was on like facebook um but it was i was i wasn't about to like tune in to watch some shit on facebook um but i watched you know up until the very last season which i believe was um uh skeletons or bad blood or something like that they after a while they stopped doing the the city yeah yeah they stopped doing the cities and then they just had like taglines so the last three seasons they had bad blood they had exit explosion which was like so ex- explosion was like when they brought like your ex when you, they they surprised them that was the first mm. gimmick season like, they surprised them with their exes. And it was funny as hell. They had, like, a wall up. They had, like, a wall up. And nobody realized that, like, on the other side was, like, a whole different, like, house. So, they mm. like, middle of the season, the exes moved in. And they tore down that wall. And that surprised them. And then skeletons was, like, um, skeletons in your closet. So, it would be people from your past. Yeah. Back. Whether you, you had, like you know, in a strange relationship with somebody or something that you did bad to somebody back when blah, 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 blah. And then wow. uh, go big or go home. That was the season we talked about with the, um, where the black girl beat up the white girl for the white girl saying racist stuff. But the theme of that season was, um, they used to make them do different, like risk taking challenges or like scary challenges or whatever. Um, but if you didn't do them, you went home, but everybody on the show did them. So nobody went home. So it, it was as close to a regular real world season in the last few seasons. Mm. And then, um, bad blood. I think that was the last one They It was basically, they would bring somebody that like you had beef with onto into the house. Um, so that's how they tried to spice it up, because you know, like Mike said, the show's mm. been on forever. So after a while, they had to think of different ways to um spice it up. But I've always been the one. I always like like the regular season because I think you put um seven people in a house that don't know each other from different places and different black backgrounds and stuff like that, and different beliefs, and different sexual identities, in some seasons people who were trans or bisexual and stuff like that so when you put people in those in those situations where um you don't really know a lot about people like the entertainment value um it 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 it, it creates itself the chemistry creates itself but mike
0: yeah so like 1992 uh the first season it was a real world New York. It was just real world, but then later on, retroactively, New York. Um, 1992, think about it. Like, you had no internet. Um, everything you saw, if you, like, from, like, the media, you would, like, or just, like, maybe in a passing, like, if you had a high school where there was cliques and stuff, but you never interacted with anyone. So, like, they took uh, seven strangers. Um, I'll go through them. There was, uh, if we want to talk about race, so, so we had, um, actually, I'll get into that. We had an individual uh, who later became very active in the community and uh, journalists. Uh, he was with like Vibe magazine, and uh, it was Kevin Powell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the prominent uh, cast members that we're going to talk about. Uh, and then another character, we had a 19 year old from Alabama named Julie. And her tagline was basically I came from a small town in Alabama uh her her dad was like openly like didn't like black people so she was like i'm here to uh learn i'm here to like you know find out about the world and stuff so that was like her like gimmick that they were saying uh then you had another uh you know the other characters too but um that's the first two people that's the main people i would i would be talking about in this season uh for the topic we're talking about Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember uh Powell, right? You know, you know he's still very active. Uh, I know I know, you know him from
1: writing. When you said he wrote for vibe, I do recall um reading like his stuff. I didn't
0: know he was on the real world till you just said it. Yeah, well, he had the famous, the famous line that lived on forever. It was he was in an argument uh over a, it was actually it was off camera, and then the producers like run over with the camera and like they started filming it, but it was over a phone call. Uh, he, he was on the phone and she wanted to use it so she picked up at the other line and was like "Hang up and he's like no this is my time on the phone and then he got into a whole argument and um right away like this is after they were already like being cool and she was like you know like really open about like hey uh, so what is that someone what is that she had a few minor incidents where um there's another, char- another oh, character another I guess character another talent or cast member um Heather oh Heather she had a beeper and this is 92 and mm. uh, it went off and like, she's like what are you a drug dealer or something like jo- joking see a lot of the things we're going to talk about is people trying to be funny or like like one of our YouTube uh, videos is a micro like just like passive things that maybe they, they when they come out mm-hmm. and you hear it some it depends on like the way you feel so she said what are you a drug dealer and she's like what are you talking about like I have a beeper. I have to talk to people sometimes, you know, and I'm on the show. And um, it was like, you know, back then you had no cell phones. Uh, yeah. So the main, I get an argument between uh Julie from Alabama. She was 19. And then, uh, you know, he was, it was actually 19. You know, the whole thing of his 19 to 26 is like the demographic of like who they would have on the show. So he was like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. So he was already like, his career was going on. He was already a writer. So uh, he was, um, aware he, he had a lot of history and like experiences and stuff. So, um, so and remember, let me just preface this too with this is 1992, the summer of '92 that it came out, and they were filming it while the Ronnie King riots, the LA riots were happening. So, it was that was like if you know, 30 years ago, people that are young who are listening is very similar to last summer, mm-hmm. that's going on now, uh, especially this week too. In, uh, there's a lot of things going on too with that but uh, anyway so like the, the argument happened and it was getting heated and so they went outside and they were talking and she's like why do you always have to bring up the whole black white thing like I'm sick of it and then he just says like um, what he's like saying he's a like racist he's like I'm not racist black people can't be racist if you don't have power uh, like we don't have power so we can't be racist that was a famous line like you've heard that before right Black people can't be racist. What he said, and then they cooled down. Uh, not they, only they, have I heard it before,
1: I believe it. Like black people can't be racist. Yeah, so it, it's, he, it's, it's about the power structure. Black people
0: could be prejudiced. You could be prejudiced, but yeah, black you people line. can't be racist. Yeah, yeah. so. But, yeah, I was gonna say that. I was like, anyone could be prejudiced. Um, every, you know, anyone could be prejudiced. That's what I was saying. But he, they cooled down. They were like, and they, and he said, uh, like he he kind of denied it. He was like no 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 she's like you're bitter you're like you're racist and you're bitter and stuff like that and he was like no no i'm not and then in the confessional which is a new which is like the new thing that came out of any reality show that come forward Mm -hmm. uh, afterwards it was like the confessional so in in the confessional he's like you know what Now that i think about it yeah i am you know i'm not bitter uh i have a right to be angry he was like and then he like you know he was saying like i have a right to you know this but then they cooled down and he said she's learning she's talking we're having a conversation so um uh, that's a positive thing but from you know because like I, I always say like the conversation needs to happen and this there's, there's going to be uh clashing then eventually understanding will evolve from it or come from it so that was season one that was kind of like the yeah, the main I, and, thing from that
1: and just remember like this chick from alabama she was what 19 in our season yeah so her parents yeah her parents probably went to school when like schools were segregated so you could understand yeah i mean you could understand why she was the way she was Uh, which is why like i said for the, the thing with the bachelor i'm like you know you got kids now that are born in like the late 90s and 2000s and they still like have, like, this love affair with, like, racist shit. But, Mike, carry on.
0: Yeah, but the last thing I'll say about this season, Julie, like, w- she was angry herself. She was like, why, if I say something, just because I'm Southern, you guys are, are uh, calling me racist, just because I'm Southern, just because I'm from Alabama, just, you know, the, the, so, like, it was, like, two forces, and like, back then, uh just pull frustrated and just trying to you know and then that that was kind of like what i got out of because i watched a bunch of clips i remember watching them back in the day but of course it's been like 20 years um and like the, the thing i got from that was just like the listening is what uh, uh powell was like oh we we listen and stuff and um hey and then if we get a par- uh, paramount pass where we can watch the homecoming because that cast 29 years later met up and the ones who are who were participating in it. I think it was like five of them, I think, or maybe all of them, but uh, they all met. So um, that premiered today as we record this on, uh, Mm -hmm. it was March 5th. So, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, how many years later it was. Mm -hmm. Then the the next season was actually like one of my favorites when I was like, when I was a kid when it was like a rerun. Uh, Do you remember the LA season? No. It was the one with uh, David, the stand-up comedian. He was on Comic View in the 90s and stuff. Um, so that, that season, it was the it was in LA. And David uh, was the first uh, house guest to be kicked out. Uh, what happened was he, it was a, a playful thing. Like he like was teasing uh, actually a black woman uh, to me and he like pulled off like her uh, blanket Mm -hmm. and at first they're all laughing about it and then like one of the house guests was like he violated you he violated you and all that so then they had a house meeting and he he was kicked out um so that was like the first season with that and i always thought uh that was interesting because he had friction with everyone because they claimed that they said that he was like oh because he's a stand-up he's purposely like trying to push the envelope because he's on camera and there was a character from uh i guess nashville he was like uh rodeo a rodeo guy Mm -hmm. and uh they would clash all the time because he'd be like why are you listening to that and he's like i like garth brooks that type of thing and he's like that music music sucks and then like he's like why are you like you know let me listen to what i'm listening to and uh the dude would like sleep on the couch all day long the cowboy guy Mm -hmm. and um one time he's like why don't you get up and uh whatever whatever so they got into an altercation and they started saying like racial stuff came up And so clicks started happening. They all, like, formed a thing against him. And then he did this, you know, he did this unnecessary thing that he was trying to be playful because he thought he was trying to, like, be funny and stuff. And it cost him his uh, house, the spot in the house. But he did, he did actually become a Mm stand-up. So that was, that was another season. Yeah, so, um, so that's already two down. Um, A lot of uh, things happening. Do you remember, um, uh, in the we're talking about the 2000s now. Uh,
1: oh, what about so it, we all know about, the Miz. What about the season when the guy um the guy slapped the the white girl?
0: Oh well, yeah, we can talk about that. Was honestly all right. So I remember that it was Seattle. Yeah, yeah, it was Seattle, and uh, there were like I guess they were having like a um I didn't watch any clips of that, but I remember from back then um a woman, uh, a woman was le- one of the cast members were leaving right. And he, he goes, all right, I'm going to make my move, right? And like, shoot my shot. So he gave her a gift. And he's like, you, you don't think uh, we'll, we'll have a, um, a chance or we can't be together? And she calls him like a homosexual, right? And he, and he slapped her in the face. And that's how it ended, right? Oh, okay. That was Is that the background. No, nah, I, I, I thought you would know. Um, no, nah, that's the one I skipped that one because, uh, I you
1: know. Oh. And wasn't it something where, where, like, um there was, like, another, like, really, like, disgusting guy Where like he didn't get kicked out, and
0: the the oh puck yeah, so puck. All right, so that's the next season. So in San Francisco, so uh, he was just obnoxious. He was, but he was given like so many chances, and he left like he left on his own. And then like episodes later, he came back and he's like, "I want to be back in the house." And they're like, "All right, we have some rules you need to follow." So like he left and then on his own, and then he came back, and then he sort of like he just broke them immediately and uh he was it was more less racial it was like homophobic and stuff there was a character uh, no, I keep saying character there was a uh, cast member uh, yeah. who uh, yeah and he actually died of AIDS like a month after the filming mm-hmm. but he was like, like very very obnoxious and stuff Pedro and they gave him a second chance they gave him a second chance Pedro yeah. yes and it was, they gave him a second chance and um, it happened again and then he got voted out or kicked out so it was kind of like he got leeway so i you know because he was like more the other guy was just trying to be like playful he was trying to like be because he felt alienated right away because it was like clicks in the house and he was like all right let me just and then he thought they were cool and then right away like oh we're not cool and then you know got kicked out and it was you know this real world was um much a launch pad for people's careers because a lot of these people had careers after this based on the show yeah. you know obviously yeah but then yeah later on was the Seattle thing that was more just um it had to do with more like just like relationship yeah well uh, yeah, it's still like in the a, 2000s it's still a black guy yeah you know, we gotta like,
1: say it's like a black guy hitting a white girl so that's like um controversial mm-hmm. in of yeah. itself
0: um yeah but that's why I wanted I didn't want to get a player all right
1: yeah, I don't want to like
0: ignore he had to play that. a role, or... and he if he acted differently, he, he call, she called him gay because it, you know there's like uh, stereotypes that like oh this is what this is what it means to be this man or this is what it means to be a black man, right? Mm-hmm. So then you know she they kind of like that 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 comes up a lot in this uh, in in real world where it's like following like a stereotype, uh, and then when you when you clash with it. Uh, then you're called something else and it creates this, another whole dynamic you know beyond it if that makes sense yeah so we're, we're talking about um the, one of my favorite seasons was uh back to new york so eight years later nine years later they went they did uh, in 2001 they did a real world new york back to new york and uh you had the famous miz mike Mizan was on it mm-hmm. uh you had a lot of other characters. You had Coral. um, Yeah, I like Coral. uh, And then you had uh, Amita. I always liked her. And then she lived on and they were together in all the challenges.
1: Yeah, hosted a lot of like reunions, Real World, and the challenge. So I know her from those. I I I wasn't watching at
0: this point, but yeah, yeah. So um, and you had a a, a cast member named Malik, who um, I'll start with that. Where he um, he was like soft spoken. and there was a situation situation where, um, you know, they always go out drinking and stuff. And they accuse him of being, like, kind of, like, soft or whatever. And he was, like, well, how, how do you want me to be? Like, how, like, how am I supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Um, that was, like, one minor thing. I remember that in that show. The guy was, like, oh, I don't know. You just don't seem, you know, you're, like. You know, because I guess he was kind of like a hippie, dip, You know, he was kind of like a Lenny Crab. Like, like you know, stuff. Yeah, like you're not blocking um, off, like your Oreo or something like that. Like yeah, that, like your block on the
1: outside. That came wedding, up. Yeah. But, yeah. So,
0: and he's like, "What? A, how do you want me to be?" That that was like one little thing that happened, and then it wasn't really explored. I remember, uh, but with Miz, one thing happened in the show. So usually, cast members have guests come over, or they have family come over. So Miz had his uh his parents come over and um, his dad actually ended up being a WWE meme. Like he's like a meme. He's a guy who's like this, because mm-hmm. I mean, where's he going to fight? So he was, you know, it was a couple of years ago, you remember that. So Miz was just like talking about um, where he's from. I he's from like Cleveland or like, a suburb of Cincinnati or Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, he said, um, Oh no, we're from, you know, like uh, black people don't have the opportunities cause they're uneducated it was to that effect it's not on the, it's not on the internet you can't really find it because Viacom and paramount took it off but uh um the other house guests or especially coral and uh, other house guests were like took took offense to it they're like what do you mean and he misspoke so that was the first thing and then another thing happened where when he brought over his friends miss brought over his college friends and they were like mostly girls and he, um he called them like panty dropping freaks and uh coral was like so she didn't want to talk to him so she left like panty-dropping freaks and then the funniest thing is like ms later on ha- holds a house meeting or they hold the house meeting against ms but he takes over the room and he goes okay you don't understand what panty-dropping freaks means like he was like mansplaining back into one you know like <laughs> you don't understand what panty-dropping freaks means and Carl was like why am i going to talk to your friends they're not your friends and um like miss was like the walking cliche he was like the ultimate like frat guy um you know back then it was like 20 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh but Coral, um she didn't back down. It's what I liked about it, even back then as a kid, she like didn't just like write him off. She was like trying to talk to him, engage with him because she liked who he was, but he was just she was just trying to explain. You know did you get that from that? Did you get that uh from that relationship they had? Because it lasted, you know, through the shows where she's like, Mike, you're just not getting it. I wanna Educate you, you know, and he was just like, I'm listening, I'm listening. And he would keep on fumbling, you know. Did you get that from that? No, I never watched that season.
1: So I'm just I'm I'm learning from, hmm. from you explaining it. Okay, so I watched, I watched um the Hawaii season. Uh, oh yeah, that was good. Man. that, that might have been like the year before. Yeah, was, uh, he was, got like, famous. In, that guy got famous. Tech money. Remember he was, in, he was in um Yeah, he, he got was Yeah, but then I didn't I didn't really watch mm-hmm. like after that, and then I jump back in with like the real world Paris. But when we get to that point, I was,
0: yeah, that was two years after.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're going.
0: Yeah. So le- yeah, I'm learning yeah. about you, you it now. Can grab that one because I didn't yeah, know.
1: So, I didn't know this shit about Miz, Uh,
0: because
1: I'm like, damn, like, all right.
0: I just love that. Like he's like, Coral. You don't understand the term "painting dropping freaks." Like he was like, he's no, like, and then later on, he's like, I apologize. You know. No, no
1: you say I, He was not- like, I was
0: nice to your cousin. <laughs> He was like, oh, "I was nice to your cousin." She's like, she's a ten year old cousin." Like, what, what? "Yeah, of course you should be nice to a kid." What are you talking about? Um, Not what you're
1: saying is, of course, take, you know. I'm, um, take, yeah. I'm gonna take pleasure watching, um, re- finding the video of um, Bobby Lashley like dominating his eyes. Um, pause. Hey. <laughs> uh, hey, you did the job for the, for the, you did the job.
0: Yeah, um, but this is this is crazy. I didn't know all that stuff about him but the good the last thing I'll say that um a good thing to bring up was he also said in a confessional, he goes, I'm so used to people getting me or understanding me or getting my humor, uh but these people don't you know yeah so he's like it was okay where he was from, but then when he introduced it to a whole different group, which is like the premise of the whole series um it became an issue, and then he like you know you, you know he had a backlash it was the first time he had like a uh, someone calling him out on just
1: his behavior you know yeah because it's the same thing like we said about um the bachelor like no pun intended Is like people they live in these pockets and then you know no pun intended they go out into the real world and you get to meet people and you um you could either carry your ignorance with you or you could go out and learn about people and learn learn about their cultures and stuff like that. And then realize, oh, like, the way I was raised was, like, totally wrong. Like, we need to be a lot more open-minded. Now, I'm glad, like, my eyes are open or you could just be ignorant as fuck about it. I mean, I don't know about Miz, like, personally um, since then. But I assume, like, he, he made amends for that because, like, he's, he's doing all right. And, you know, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Anybody's oh, been like, like I was
0: saying, like
1: Yeah, because I mean like nobody's like been like, oh, like you know, you should go look up like Miz, when he was on real world, he was saying all oh, this racist shit, da da. So I assume like he made some kind of stride
0: since then. Yeah. Well, um you said the word ignorant. So Quarrel's reaction was ignorant comments by Mike, because there's constant ignorant comments but the word ignorant was used. So you know, you, you just said it. That was what she said. Um, but then I was saying with before we had, well, we'll talk about later on. Um, you know, the battle of the battle series. I, I'm just calling it the battle series challenge. challenge. Not even real world road rules anymore. Challenge. Okay, challenge. challenge. Okay. But they had the road rules, real world challenge for like ten years, and then it kind of like turned into, it segued into yeah. the current state. But they, they were like, the they were they were teammates. Yeah, they were teammates. Because mm-hmm. then they started introducing the my show. That I watch Big Brother, uh, which has its own history of this, um, but it introduced characters from that show. So it's one of those things where they're like melding all these different um, reality shows. Yeah. But they were like close, and then Coral just like kind of like just stopped. You know, they they always then it, but then you know Miz hosted all the reunion shows too for a while along with her while he was a, a superstar WWE superstar. Uh, but yeah, so then we had Chicago. Uh, I remember watching that, but I think that had to do with that, that had some issues too. But uh, let's jump into Paris. Yeah. um, Paris, right? Paris, I
1: don't really think I like too much. I know there was one guy on there who was biracial, um, introduced us to CT, who's obviously still one of my favorite people, um, ironically from Boston. Cool guy. But yeah, I just like his attitude. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna just run through some seasons. I just thought of different incidents, so it's not gonna be all in like chronological order. So going back with um, real world, go big or go home, which was one of like three seasons they had in Las Vegas. Um, we talked about that in The Bachelor. Um segment last week, Bachelor and Race segment last week. So I didn't have the name so I couldn't remember, but it was Jenna was the girl from the south. And then CJ was the black girl. She was from Georgia. And then the other black person i how was his name was Dean. Um and again just quick refresher if you didn't listen to our segment or watch it on YouTube. Um Jenna for the whole season was saying a lot of ignorant shit probably a lot like um the young woman on the first season, um, but it came to a head when she was on like a video conference with one of her friends and her friend uh, said something racist towards um, CJ and the fact that Jenna didn't um, Defend uh, or at least, you know, um, you know, call out her friend for being racist. It, it really, like, confirmed – it it brought, like, the whole season to, like, a boiling point, and it kind of boiled over. And the thing that rubbed me the wrong way with that was because CJ ended up going home. Like, they ended up sending her home because she physically assaulted her. But, I mean, for this whole season, like, this girl was saying – and this was the part I didn't um get to, to get into – um the last time because I I totally forgot about it because it was kind of like in the moment because Mike kind of made me remember it but I also remember Jenna like not only was she racist but she was also like a bible thumper and she um there was a a guy in the house that was bisexual and um gender fluid and she would spend the whole season talking about how he's like going to hell and gay people um, are bad and evil and sinners and all this shit. So she was homophobic and racist and she was saying this shit throughout the whole season and it really went unchecked by the producers and then it literally had to take um, CJ beating her ass when she, you know, her friend said some racist shit to her um, for them to send her home And it it sucked because they sent CJ home. Fortunately, it was like the second to last like week at the house. So it wasn't like, all right, like she missed like the whole show. I'm talking about CJ, like Jenna, she deserved to be sent home. That's my point with that. Um, Then, you know, last summer, this was like a term that was like new to me. And um, I talked about it with Mike. Uh, microaggressions, which is basically like people being racist in like a very like subvertive way. Um. So it was like a young lady on this Denver season named Jen, <laughs> Jen with two N's. Um, she was like a former Raiders cheerleader. She grew up in California, blah, 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 blah. But she was white. And it was a guy in a house named Tyree. And... I guess Jen used to be in a relationship with another black guy that was like, um, that looked like him. And, um, cause, cause he was kind of like a big, like black dude. And she would say like, Oh, like whenever like he got angry or he got upset, like she would be like, Oh, you're acting like my ex-boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. Like, I need you to stop acting like that. And it's just like, all right, all right, like, first of all, because I guess like her ex-boyfriend was like physically or physically and verbally and like emotionally abusive, but she kept on like projecting mm-hmm. that shit onto like Tyree. And I always thought that was like a microaggression in and of itself. Like, all right, so you had a bad experience with like, you know, this like um black guy or whatever, but you know, I'm me. I don't have shit to do with that guy. I never met him before like unfortunately we're black so some of us do look alike or do look similar um and but projecting yeah exactly Friends. like i'm yeah. projecting like oh all right like when i think of a big black guy i think of like this um bad dude instead of just looking at your roommate who's like th- like he and he was like a really really like cool and kind dude and i never really I th- he was on some challenges afterwards but he was, re- he was like a really, really good guy. And I was just like, why not take him and this cool, nice dude and let him erase your memory of this guy? And like I said, I think it's like a microaggressive thing because it's like, all right, all of your white boyfriends, I bet you some were pieces of shit. Some of them was cool, but you, I don't think, I bet you never say like, all right, well, this white guy, that's a piece of shit asshole that I dated. Um, Whenever, like, this really nice white guy, like, I'm friends with, is like upset, like, he reminds me of that guy, you know what I'm saying? But she did it for him.
0: Yeah. Are you you talking about 2006? Yeah. Denver, the 2006 one? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, do do you remember the other incident that I was going to bring up? No, go
1: ahead. Cause that's just the one I remember. Okay. This one, I, I do remember there was something else, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. I misspoke. We talked about this earlier in the week and I I credited I, I I thought somebody else said it. That was totally different. It had to do with race a little bit, but more about sexuality, but in 2006 there was a there was a there was a cast member named Davies.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know, yeah, homosexual I, man. That
1: was the thing too. It was um it was two black guys for the first time. But I don't think he was Yeah. Gay. I don't remember
0: him being gay. Well, there was it was a situation. Um, well, the way I remember, it. hey, uh, I might be wrong, but I thought because They're in a nightclub. I watched a clip. My brother sent me the clip because my brother is like a real old guy. Mm. He sent me the clip. It's not on. There's no video anymore because obviously, especially now with Paramount Plus. But um, they were in a nightclub and someone said the N word to uh, Tyree, and Tyree like confronted him. He's like, H- "You heard it right. How come you're not like backing me up?" Because like he they got into a thing. Oh, Davis. And, Davis was uh, a, apparently got, Davis was a white guy. Davey, oh, it was Davis. Yeah, he was. A
1: yeah, white that's what guy. I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I thought I don't know if he was. I don't know what sexuality. I don't know. I just remember. I, mean, I might be mixing the two. Yeah, he together, is gay. So maybe
1: was he was just you know, white guy. He, he was southern. He, despite his southern conservative Christian upbringing, he is gay. Yeah, so he was gay. okay. I
0: mixed him up with a guy from twenty ten. So there's another thing we'll talk about from twenty ten that had to do with. Similar thing, but um.
1: Oh, but wait! It was a racist. But thing then, here. like, they're
0: they're loaded. No, before
1: he you go on. dream
0: the n word. No, because
1: yeah. he he was the one. I said it. Now that you said it, I remember now. He said, "Him, yes. him, him, and Tyree got into an argument, and then he was on a phone with his family, and he said, i 'I'm going home mm-hmm. tomorrow because some nigger wants to kill me.'" And then they apologized.
0: Yep. I, I, he apologized. That's my brain. That's yeah. burning my brain. That's burning my brain. Uh. Yeah. I, totally I got them mixed up that. with another character who yeah. was saying, he was saying, he was saying fag instead of the N-word. Yeah. And I'm going to say fag because, I, you know, let me say the power of the word. But uh, um, I remember I got them mixed up, but it was like four years apart. And um, you like, they're on a balcony. And I remember he was like holding the phone and stuff. And the guy's like, I'm not trying to whatever. And they had the, because um, now you're, re- they broke the fourth wall. That's what they'll say. If you ever read about it, they'll say they broke the fourth wall because now you realize that behind the cameraman, you have bodyguards, but you have security behind you and cops. Because when you film a movie or a show, you have to have at least one police officer like in the thing. So they came out and they try to like, they try to, uh, they show it on the show. They try to like break them up. And it was like two big bodyguards uh, or whatever, like security guards. Um, I remember that, that was like 2006, which was crazy, 15 years ago. And I feel like we're like, well, you know, what progress was happening, mm-hmm. uh, you know? Uh, but yeah, so then like four years later, there was a similar, a similar situation. It was uh, now they say, I don't know, they, they call, well, let me just get into this because we're talking about race, mm-hmm. but let's also talk about mental health. So MTV promoted this uh, cast member as controversial and, um, oh, he's a mix of ADHD and OCD and he's like unstable and hey, controversy is going to happen. And this is a little uh, promo they had for it on the website from 2010. And of course, guy was running around naked, uh, saying uh, homophobic slurs left and right. Even though he, he was a, I'm not going to be stereotypical either, but he was a hairdresser, and um, you know, meet me. me uh, he, you pr- you pr- protest too much the whole thing. I don't know what happened to him now, but um, there was a, a black character who was gay, openly gay, and they had an altercation where. Um, uh, because because of all the homophobic slurs, um, Preston. I'm gonna call mm, him Preston. Okay. He, New Orleans. I uh, took the guy's toothbrush. Yeah, New yeah. Orleans. Yeah, 2010. does let my last season. I my farewell. He put the toilet uh, brush. I mean, he put the toothbrush in the toilet, mm-hmm. and then uh, there was a police report that came out even before like the show aired. So it was all over like the internet and because tw- uh, Twitter was around back then, and um, so nothing happened like. no no, like you know nothing racial like that but who who knows it was more of it just happened to be who knows maybe it would have been like a repressed thing but um that's the last thing so everything else it's up to show to inform me about it because uh i wasn't aware
1: so yeah and then um was another season um austin uh nehemiah (laughs) and rachel uh nehemiah like again the one of the main things too with the real world and i talked about it um in the bachelor thing and the bachelor was you know the fact that like they they rarely show like non it's not even limited to black people it was like non-white people in general they they rarely showed them doing anything unless it was something like controversial or bad so they had um Nehemiah, and Ra- Nehemiah was like very like anti-Iraq war and this was like in the mid-2000s and it was a girl Rachel who was a um, former vet and the only time you've seen Nehemiah oh, yeah, like have some kind of like storyline was um him and Rachel arguing over the Iraq war so I was already like you know and obviously people who like conservatives like are the people that you know supported the iraq war so of course like now you got this black guy and you know he's against that and you know conservatives mm-hmm. lean on the racist side or as is so that was the only like storyline he got they never really showed him like hooking up or mm-hmm. basically doing anything but that argument um i remember that
0: now that he bring it up
1: mm-hmm. And then the next, uh, mm-hmm. another season, San Diego, uh, they had two non-white, uh, cast members that season, roommates, um, Jacuice and Jamie, Jaquice was black and Jamie was, um, Asian American, um, and she, this, here's the crazy shit about it, like, Jamie Chung she actually went on to have like a really like solid like acting career like she was just on Lovecraft country um and she's in like hmm. ev- she 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 acts like she's in everything I think she played mulan on um once upon a time so it's hard to it's hard for you to tell me that like this woman I became like an actor. Um, you know, I wouldn't say famous actress, but like she she was in Lovecraft country, like it was like literally like working,
0: a working actor, a working actress,
1: like one of the most, and she was great in it. Like, you're telling me like her just being her wasn't interesting, and then Jacques, they never showed Mm. him doing shit. And then I do recall after the season, like there was a girl who left and she actually died. From um cystic Fibrocious, uh Frankie Abernathy. Mm.
0: And, yeah, I remember redhead. I remember. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And she had like a lot of tension mm-hmm. with the other people in the house, and like the two cast members she was closest with, and the two cast members that like spoke out after she died, you know, in in um in devastation, were Jaquice and Jamie. But I didn't even know that they were close because they never showed them doing shit. Um. Yeah. So, so that's that's Frankie cool. B. Yeah, so that's right, that's wasn't it Frankie B. They, yeah. Frankie Abernathy is the name. Um yeah, I really wasn't was the was name. And um, so that's more of a thing with like representation. Um mm-hmm. and then we're going into the challenge. Uh actually the first season I watched the challenge. Um they had Ty and Emily, who actually had like a I won't even say a relationship, it was more like a um friends with benefits type of thing um, on the real world DC season and Ty's black and Emily's white and on this season of the challenge they both happen to be on there and Emily I mean Ty actually started a relationship with Beth who was um, on a real world way back Hmm. when I don't remember which season but one of the earlier seasons
0: oh Jesus yeah she was like a heel she, yeah she was like a, the unlikable one she yeah that was her like character yeah and she got mean, San kinda, Francisco
1: she kind of had the same like the basically the same personality like you're describing on the challenge, so she was unlikable, but her and Ty they started like um a little fling and Emily and this other girl because Emily used to date you know her and Ty used to have sex. Um, but Emily and this other girl, they, um, tried to make fun of them. And part of making fun of them was, um, Emily or the other girl, like they, 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 they tried to parody, um, Ty and Beth. And part of it was using blackface and neither one of them got sent home. Um, even though like obviously oh, black blackface is in like extremely poor taste. Um and then w- one of the more like fucked up and and one of the things like I, I totally really the thing I like really um I, I I never could forgive the um I could never forgive um the challenge real world franchise for doing is camilla from the challenge uh you know they call her like hurricane camilla because you know she's like she has like a very like explosive personality like she goes and she flies into these razors rages and sometimes it's just her sometimes it's fueled by alcohol so it had a situation where uh she got drunk and flew into a rage and then for whatever reason she targeted Leroy, who was also in the challenge house, um, targeted him and Leroy's black. And in her like fit of rage, she called him a black piece of shit. And she. Apolog- she uh, she had to be taken to like a hotel for that night. She comes back, she apologized, she stays on the show. And she ends up winning the, the, the challenge. She ended up like being like literally fucking racist and winning like a million dollars. Um so that's one of the things I'll never um forgive. And then recently last year, there was a girl, D, who is um she is Asian Australian, and she said something that was um in reaction to, um, uh, what's my girl's name? I forgot her name, but I'll, I'll add it in when we edit it. But, um, in response to her about black lives matter. And then the, in response to D I mean, D said in response to that, like, how are you going to tell me black lives matter? Like black, like I know black lives matter. I lo- like my virgin, like I lost my virginity to a black guy. And, you know, again, it's, like, fetishizing um, mm. black men. And and she she ended up getting fired from the show off of that. So that's another incident with Reese on our show.
0: And I wish, um, despite the, you know, I wish I actually did watch. I've been, like, in pre- that pressure. I've been, like, hey, man, well, my brother would be, like, why aren't you watching? Come on, watch. It's great. And it's, like, you know, um, and I would have known all this stuff. Um, I'm going back to my old memory. And then what I looked up um just my younger memory of watching this and then me looking back now Mm -hmm. like you know 25 years later 20 years later um you know i'm 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 glad you know i'm glad you're not supposed to be watching it when you're like five and six and seven eight you know that it wasn't targeted we were like not the target audience but i'm glad i did watch it Uh, i think that kind of like helped me like influenced me do you agree like i think watching like that kind of prepared me for maybe someone who got influenced in like high school and you the different route you would have been more you would have been the asshole you know if you didn't like even through media because i always say media is always you know like iffy but I, you know i did get a world perspective at a younger age you know no because it definitely reminded me of like when i went to college
1: and ironically me me being a fan of the real world like i actually um like I used to, cause I, you know, it got to the point where like every Wednesday night I would I would be like, yo, dudes, like I like I kind of kick it with oh. y'all, like the real world is on, blah 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 the tent blah. <laughs> the
0: ten yeah. spot, the ten spot. Used to call it. I was a kid.
1: Yeah, I and I was, you that. know, Jeez. yeah, like Wednesday ten o'clock. Like we wouldn't, um, yeah. Like I, I, I but then I got to the point that like people was like, nah, like all right, or somebody, you know, they started sitting in you know, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, like, this is actually, like, pretty good, and they started watching the real world, so, um, so I brought it there, but, yeah, like, the, the, the idea of going into, like, you know, moving away from, like, home and your family and living with strangers and stuff like that, like, in college, it was the closest thing to the real world, because, like you said, like, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, I want to be on it, da-da-da-da, but, that was the closest thing to it um but yeah the racism I, think, and, I think... and a representation part of it like all of these shows it's like you gotta take a a hard look at it um in the past
0: You may read articles uh slamming the show uh, saying it's exploitive and stuff like that but um compared to the shows now they're like oh we we have a chandelier company and we're like you know in the Kardashians and stuff like that. Not knocking them. I'm just saying. But compared to that, to what the goal was of season one in 1992, um, maybe back then you'd be like, "Oh, it's, you're exploiting these young people." But it, it like taught a whole generation. And I was like two years old when you know when it came. We were like two, three years old. Um, but it like opened our eyes to a lot of things. And MTV at that point was only music videos, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Of course, people knock MTV later on. But that period in the 90s, it was so influential, and you can't take that away. It was very influential. I know it's a corporation, but that show really um, kind of like was, you know, it was a different generation. It was one generation behind us, but it kind of like pushed the envelope of, you have to open your eyes. You have to, you have to, you know? Yeah. And is, is- we have to, you know, we have to live in a house. Yeah. yeah, and
1: and we, we didn't even really, like, um, get into it, but the inspiration for the real world and, you know, what the real world later on, like, inspired with all the reality television, like you said, like, keeping on with the Kardashians and all this stuff, all that started from the real world, but, like, the original inspiration was this show back in the 70s, which was, like, a docuseries where... Um, mm-hmm. on PBS called An American Family where they followed a family around for I think like three years and throughout that time like one of the sons came out as gay and I think killed himself if I'm not mistaken and then the mother and the father like divorced Um, and like that was the inspiration like 13, 14 years after that for
0: like the real world to, to be made so uh, yeah cinema I'm verite with- Yeah, fly on the wall cinema verite shoot 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 we'll edit it later the only downfall of the real world show it was 13 episodes and how are you going to tell a story in 13 episodes which is like 20 minutes you know and then later on it became like 22 but um like hoop dreams is one of my favorite documentaries they filmed that for what five five six years but they just showed everything if they cut that down to like what like three hours like they'd do doing netflix mm. it wouldn't have the same impact you know if it was like three you know what i mean mm. so like um that was that was kind of like because it was episodic but uh you know that, that's that's the only thing that's about the real world um but it, it's it's a good thing that it, it's it, it came about um uh, i don't know if like anything that would happen on the show now would do to cancel it like right away now you know it would just be like no, it's just too offensive. But like, you need to uh, yeah. need to experience this or see it. You need to, the exposure. Mm-hmm. You can't just hide. You can't just hide. Yeah. Maybe it's just me, but like, you can't you can't hide from this stuff. So, that you, you know, that's basically what me and Sugar trying to like talk about. Okay, so uh, okay, so uh, we always talk about uh, you know Twitter and social media, and one of the most commonplace things in the last five years is a uh, little cancel culture. Um. And March is uh, like reading month for like uh, you know school grade children, Um, and on March second they announced that they're the Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss, the corporation who is uh, who is financially responsible for the company. Um, They are. Withhold that they are canceling the publications of six particular books out of like about 45 uh, of the Dr. Seuss label books. And it became a whole, uh, like always, another Twitter uh, clash, a Twitter civil war, you know, like, um, which is, uh, we're, we're gonna get into it. Um, but Dr. Seuss, I always saw Dr. Seuss, where's Waldo? Got some goosebumps when I got older. Um, I don't remember like a lot of the stuff that they were saying because I think it was like um, I wasn't really I didn't I didn't notice it, which is uh, kind of like the the, the point of whole, this whole thing. Yeah, uh, you know, I didn't notice, which is a uh, you know kind of the issue. So, Chug, uh, what's your thoughts? We already have our own opinions of Dr. Seuss, uh, but Chug, jump into it. Yeah, um, well, hey, let's not not say Dr. Seuss, Theodore Seuss Gazelle. mm -hmm. That was his moniker. What's to say is the man, the man behind the books, Theodore Seuss Gazelle. All right, but just to make it easier on me, Dr.
1: Seuss. Um, he, so I think like what it was was that in like the world day of reading or whatever it is, um. President mm-hmm. Biden and Vice President Harris, like they wouldn't include Dr. Seuss books and like the initial reaction like surprised me because um people were acting like they wake up every morning and read Dr. Seuss books mm-hmm. like you know, they're the Bible, like I like I wake up every day and get mm-hmm. like, you know, the holy my my, my daily bread from um Green eggs and green eggs and ham. Um, so that surprised me. Like people um being like really like, oh here, here they go, blah 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 blah. But um it didn't surprise me at all. I, I, I figured the point was like it was actually coming like Dr. Seuss, like the man, like for one, like he never liked kids um that was the one thing I, I found out like he was not a fan of children so he wrote the books like he essentially i can't remember like the exact quote, so i on paraphrasing he was basically saying like kids are idiots and that's why i write like these stupid ass books and i make money out off of them um he's not the first person raul Dahl, who's also another person who's if, if you take a deep dive into him he was also pretty like controversial so i wouldn't be surprised if he's the next person that, you know, people start to, uh, take a long look at, but him as a person, like I said, uh, the, he didn't like children. He enjoyed making money off of them. Um, the other thing I found out about him is that like his first wife was dying of cancer and rather than being there to like care for her, he was like, all right, well, she's on her way out anyway. So let me start a relationship with somebody else new. And he went on to have an affair while his 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 wife was like bedridden and like dying, literally dying. Um, and soon as soon as she was um you know dead, he married his mistress. And the other thing was that his first or his his initial. Um, illustrations and, and, and writings were like, you know, racist, like war propaganda. They included like, um, you know, at the time in, in entertainment, like obviously like caricatures of black people, um, you know, the racist, you know, minstrel characters were still like popping, so to speak. And he took part in illustrating those stuff. So for me, when all of this stuff came out, it was just like, all right, like I, I kind of I, I saw this coming.
0: Yeah, I I already thought it happened already. I thought this already happened. Um, if you go back to 2019, there was a whole study about like uh, children's books and um, the re- representation. Uh, it, it was called the research research in diversity in youth li- literature. And they already, the, the same ones that were pulled this week are the same exact ones that they were talking about. Uh, I don't want to give them the time of day, oh, the whole thing. Because everyone, hey, we're doing a podcast here. Everyone's going to be talking about this. Everyone's been, everyone has been talking about this because it's, it's a few days old. I'm going to bring you some uh, different uh, angles to this. Okay, so they have the six books. Uh, I actually have one of the books right here. I haven't opened it up. If I ran the zoo, um, apparently there's a moment where they say I would put, and it was a person of color into a zoo, which actually happened in the Bronx Zoo, where we live. The same year that um, uh, Dr. Seuss uh, was born, they had uh, people from the was it the Pacific Island? You know, it was uh they call them pygmies? They were they had them there on a traveling circus thing. It was a circus. Bronx, Bronx used to be a circus, pretty much still is. But you know they're helping out animals, which is all right. Um, uh, yeah, but you also have uh, I'm gonna bring to a different angle. Look up Lady
1: Venus. Yeah, look it up. Look up Lady Venus. It was Lady a Venus?
0: woman with a um,
1: she had like she was a African um slave, and she had like a um, uh. A big butt, you know, like how you know how people made like a fuss about WAP, like back in the day, like they used to have an exhibition of this woman in like freak shows because she had like a large like derriere, um, and it's a very very like devastating story. It so much so because they' are gonna, I guess, make you you're saying how like they used to ex- exhibit like human beings because yeah. they were um of African descent as, as if they were like subhuman, like they actually, that woman, when she died, they took her, they cut off her buttocks and kept it like preserved it as like a scientific, like, like, as, as part of like a display in like a a, A um, curiosity. Yeah. Like it's, it's a really, really like nasty, um, nasty very disgusting history if you ever look up the history
0: of human zoos yeah so we hate this is the, we, we we decided on these topics we're gonna have to dive into it um hey it's not the real world you know uh we got to talk about it uh but also in that same thing so you mentioned you you used a word but i'm gonna bring it up right now okay so uh, in a, a defense of this Doctor Seuss was that, um or it, no? First off, they would show up uh pictures of things he drew, he illustrated, mm-hmm. and they were showing like a political cartoon of Hitler and the Japanese dictator. Uh, name escapes me because m- mostly people talk about Hitler. Emperor Itō. Is that his name? Okay, yeah. uh, okay. So they would have them and be like, "Look at look at this," you know, um, and then I'm like. Well, I can't defend this. Like, I'm like, all right, it's a political cartoon. So, at, so if you say like, oh, it's a political cartoon. Like, the point of a political cartoon during wartime is to dehumanize. Dehumanize. Mm-hmm. We were talking about like you said, but then, had you know, oh, he's doing it for money. It was wartime. It was, you know, that's what political cartoons are. They've been doing it since the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds. They were doing, you know, like there's pictures of people that look like me, like with the Irish thing or whatever, whatever, like that. But when you do it in a book, that's for children. Are you trying to dehumanize them in the children's book? That's the whole point. Okay. So you do the same exact type of style in a book for children that is published for children. Mm-hmm. So you that whole argument, like well, I'm talking about, the, I'm I'm doing uh, left and right right now. Or just like this, I'm just saying left and right. I don't mean like political, but um, so he used it in that style too in, in books that were still published until you know we were you know rocking and rolling. Um, so you know that's the whole point. Um, you know, so the reason why the, like the the estate because Dr. Seuss is right up there officially with Michael Jackson as the most paid deceased celebrity. That's like, he has a, he has a record, him and Michael Jackson are the uh, most paid uh, deceased celebrity. Mm -hmm. So the, the estate of Dr. Seuss pulled six books and only one of them, the one I pulled out here is actually still, you know, like this was from, you know, five years ago, whatever. And it's going for a thousand dollars, thousand dollars on eBay. So we're gonna hold on to this one. College fund. If they go to community college, thousand bucks one year. The Proud, um,
1: like I said, the Proud Boys this subreddit. This is sick. This, is the Proud Boys subreddit yep. is gonna have a bidding war for it, Mike.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna get involved. Maybe, um, maybe, I'll, I'll maybe, we'll, them.
1: maybe we'll have enough funding for some some promotion for the show. I'll we'll get, some so like, yeah. <laughs> get some more lighting. Yeah,
0: get some HD lamps.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like uh, um, I have something else to say. Yeah, go but, ahead. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, nah, you go. Um,
0: no, I, I have a hold. Okay, cool. All right, so Doctor Seuss, because you're doing like exposition, uh, right? Property.
1: You're doing exposition, and then we're gonna like discuss yeah. the whole thing. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead. No, I, I I can. I'm gonna compare him to um, other properties today in 2021, because if he's 120, he's he would have been 117 years old. Mm. Um so he was born in what the, the, the 1904 19, uh, early, the, the, the 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 turn of the century yeah the, yeah the beginning of that so yeah so someone else who was born a little earlier maybe at the same time um biggest corporation or biggest conglomerate in the world right now mm-hmm. um they have a dirty secret too We can talk about that, but so I want you show. Can you uh, you have anything to say before I jump into this whole uh, comparing it to this? Because uh, I don't Uh, don't want to take too much time up. I want you to
1: no, because I know what you're alluding to, and actually I was gonna bring up something about the cat and the hat, but it will go all right hand in hand with with probably what you say. So yeah, we'll link it together. I was gonna
0: bring up Disney.
1: Yes, Disney.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Walt Disney was. Purport, you know he was a Nazi sympathizer. Uh, allegedly, they banned. Allegedly, well, hey, before like the whole thing happened, there were so many people in America that were aligned with them. We didn't know what where we were gonna go, you know, which is crazy. Uh, they had a the Nazi rally in Mass Square Garden. And uh, anyway, so um, so with Disney and Looney Tunes as well, Warner Bros. Both. St- dominating uh media um they um you know you know basically they banned so many uh, on Cartoon Network growing up I saw so many like blackface stuff I had no fucking clue I thought I had no idea they were supposed to be like people I had no exactly I had no idea and then they were banned Mm -hmm. um I don't know how long ago so that's our generation so what's the difference between banning this is it going to end, like, civilization? Like, they banned that when we were kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and they're still rocking and rolling. Like, what the heck? Well, um, what I
1: was going to say about, like, the Disney characters, if you ever noticed, like, a lot of the characters, they um have black bodies and white faces, or the, the only part of their face that's white is their mouths. Um. You know, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, all these people, all these characters that are Tom and Jerry, also Hanna
0: Barbera too, Hanna Barbera, Tom and Jerry, yeah, that was racist too. Well, if you remember that, but those those
1: characters they were based off of like minstrel characters, and like they're still around today. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing, if you ever notice, a lot of those characters they always wear gloves, white gloves. They say that that comes from. Mm Back in slavery days, where um they do minstrel show, the minstrel shows would have the characters with the white gloves or whatever, because in slavery days, um when slaves would go to church, they would make them wear gloves, white gloves, to touch the Bibles, because you couldn't have like black skin touching um mm-hmm. the word of God, like. Yeah, so just that same caricature carries like over
0: you. today. and So Mickey Mouse?
1: Yeah, and I thought of um the cat in the hat. The cat in the hat has the white gloves as well. And yeah. the, the hat itself is part of like the menstrual show awesome. itself. Um, but yeah, go on.
0: No, I'll, I actually opened up the book. Um, I don't know where it is, but I I, I didn't think about it. You know, Mickey Mouse, yeah, I didn't think about it. I knew Bugs Bunny was supposed to be like kind of like a... a like a, mop, like a mop thing. like You know, like Busby Bugs, Bugs, or Bugsby, whatever his name is. Um, I'm not sure where it is. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff in this. If Now that I'm looking at it, there's a racist Italian thing too or a French. Actually, it's probably French. They have a French thing where it looks like a frog and he's a chef. Yeah. This whole thing is just like caricatures and shit. Uh, I have right here on the page um, the Asian uh yeah so i'm looking at it now i'll just show it real quick so we can put another thing Yeah, there's all everything is everything is ethnic um you also have the french thing too and you have other characters you have an uh indian it's like every fucking page uh yeah so like i don't know what, what you would get from this book Oh, man, we have the African. Is it right if I show this? Mm-hmm. The uh, This is the African one. It's hard to see it. Yeah, see Yeah, it's it. like a Jigaboo type thing. Which just is, you the, know, everything. They have a zoo.
1: Just so of way. course he's
0: an Irish. McRu's zoo. Of course he's Irish. Um. Yeah, just like all this, you know.
1: So for the people listening, this yeah. is Mike looking through uh, this, this book. Um, if I were to own a zoo by Dr. Seuss and this is a book yeah. like he, he uh, this is a book that he got his hands on and it literally has like racist imagery in it and people are wondering like why 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 do you want to cancel Dr. Seuss and there you are and this was, right. this was a book that was probably well, in uh, the library of our like elementary schools when we were kids and nobody had oh. nothing
0: on Yeah, so this was bought four years ago for reading day, a reading month by my girlfriend who's a teacher for um, early education. So I heard Fox Fox and Fox and Fox, you know, the whole thing, you know, I heard the whole thing like all week long last week uh, when she was preparing for it. Uh, I just want to say one thing. This whole book is fantastical. Fantastical. You have the whole Dr. Seuss bullshit, you know, the whole thing and the last page is in reality so uh, let me just give me a second to explain this and i'll have images up for people who want to watch this on youtube when it's on youtube um yeah so it gets it starts off and i'm pretty sure it's the bronx zoo because or the central park zoo because dr seuss's first book which is one of the um canceled books or the books on the list of not being published anymore is and i saw it on mulberry street you know like basically i'm in new york and, oh i saw this shit here so basically it gets more and more extravagant there's a guy in a goddamn um like you have this let me just show you you have like this so basically it's a how do you describe this like a um Willy wonka or like mousetrap like a whole like little thing mm-hmm. and it's like crazy stuff like that and it's basically at the end, you realize it's like in in the guy's head, and it's a fucking uh, security guard at the actual zoo. Yeah, and it's basically him saying, "That's what I would do."
1: Yeah, wow. you know,
0: so like, and it's all like it's all humans. So you know, that's. I just this is the first time I looked at this book, and I, I it was basically like, like
1: if I if I owned a zoo, I would have I
0: put these motherfuckers in the zoo. If yeah. I
1: if I owned a zoo, I would exhibit just people that
0: don't look like me, <laughs> don't look yeah, like me. Like, I have you know, different well, cultures from me. Yeah. So, uh, or maybe it was him passively saying, like, the city's a zoo. That's how it been. It's
1: a whim- but, uh It's like a whimsical tale of xenophobia. Yeah. Of course. so now so yeah wow here we go you can see why hey if we republish why, this yeah. why are people who don't want
0: to cancel whimsical, Yeah, yeah, exotic stuff you know i mean i know it wasn't uh this is the one that was actually still published i think i think the other ones weren't um or they were like not whatever but this one was for avail- availability um this was menacing the fucking cover of it uh but yeah, I mean, what is the point? Like, I understand, like, the whole rhyming thing is cool for like the hop on pop and the fox on and the socks and stuff like that. It helps you with, like, I had to learn. I had a, uh, I still have it now. You can tell I like stutter and stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, I had a whole thing like where I couldn't talk and stuff. I would say the, like, you know, wrong words, but, um, yeah, I mean, this doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like fantastical things. Why would you go from like the Grinch's world? compare it to oriental stuff you know it's like it's comparing like fantastical things to people that you know i don't know but i don't know but that's it yeah
1: uh but i will uh it just goes to show that like people everybody's saying like all right this is part of your your like you know your upbringing and your adolescence and it just shows like it's just things that you have to unlearn like shit like this was cool back then because you know, like again, going back to the shit we said with the the real world thing is that you know you can't be racist if you're not in power and it's for like literally up until the very second of of us talking right now that you know uh white Christian people like they run everything so therefore it's really what's like offensive or not is basically in their hands. It doesn't matter whether or not like you're not white or Christian and you find it offensive, it's until they they deem it to be offensive or you out you're within right to find it offensive. And that's why people are going after um Dr. Seuss. But again, like I said, um like I remember we talked about Bill Burr when he did the SNL monologue and he was like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And he was like, you know, people are trying to like cancel dead people and like life canceled them already, but it's not so much that it's like, all right, he's dead. So leave him alone. It's just, we're just saying like moving forward. Now that like, we know the full scope of Dr. of Dr. Seuss, him as a person, and him as an author and the things that he believed in and stuff like that perhaps going forward we can celebrate him less you know what i'm saying like john wayne you could celebrate him less
0: there's a whole uh you know right wing or you know non in favor of the dr seuss thing who don't understand it's only six books and it's from a financial point of view and it's from the estate it's not like a you know of rule that like, oh you can't sell us anymore but they call it the woke woke book burners have you heard about this no so people like ben shapiro are 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 comparing this to the Nazis speaking uh, of uh, in the late 20s and early 30s speaking of a doctor character, uh, Ben Shapiro yeah 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 so he's like they're they're uh comparing it to that where it's like burning books they're comparing it to that so that's like what they're doing. And then that's what they are doing. So, so that's what I'm saying. They're calling it. The, they already have their own. They they have like the worst fucking like PR ever, by the way. Like mm-hmm. they have terrible memes. They, you know, they they, they say evil things, but it's just like woke um, I mean, runner. if I was
1: like his, then ben, ben, like ben, ben Shapiro, every episode of his show should just be him reading Dr. Seuss books. If it's that fucking important, it's probably better than anything he's like has to say like now anyways. Read cotton hot every yeah, every every episode of Ben Shapiro show. If it's that fucking important to you, and like Doctor Seuss is that po- important to you, every episode of your show, you should just read a Doctor Seuss book. Go ahead. If it if it if we it cuts like off your time, yeah, yeah, If it cuts off your time, like spewing your like you know racist ass ignorant shit, like sure, go ahead, kill yourself.
0: So going forward, like if you had a kid right now. um, what would you have them read? That's a heavy that's a heavy question. I mean, those those
1: books are still fine. Like nobody's taking like nobody's taking like Cat in the Hat and like the Grinch. Like look at how many times they've they've redone the Grinch. Like nobody's taking those things away. It's just you have to look at people from a full um like the full scope of them now. Like and, and I guess, like, you're you you yeah, like you're, you're, you're implying here, yeah, like, it's up to the parents. Like, now that you know about Dr. Seuss, like I said, I think it ain't so much like you're canceling him because he's dead. It's like, just celebrate him less. Like, if you want to read Cat in the Hat to your kid, like, that's cool. But, like, at the same time, you don't have to either. And you're talking about canceling... Um, authors and stuff like that. Like nobody's can like they're trying so bad. It's it's, it's funny as hell to me because it's always like um. It always makes me like giggle because people say all of the like they they hate J.K. Rollins like, rightly so because J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in your opinion, like J.K. Rowling says all of this transphobic shit, right? But it's mm-hmm. ironic to me because. They keep coming out with like Harry Potter shit. And it's like she's still making money. Like it's not like you're gonna make Harry Potter shit and like JK Rollins is not making money off of it. So the other day, mm. um, I guess there's gonna they're gonna have like this video game where like you could be like a Harry Potter character, but they're gonna give you the opportunity to be like gender fluid, transgender, and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, woohoo. And mm. I was just like, all right, but you'd still like it's an fu to J.K. Rollins, but you're gonna keep buying her shit, and she's still making money off of it. And I'm like, it, it, when you talk about cancel culture, I'm like, nobody wants to cancel Harry Potter because they they lo- like they hate her so much, but they love her shit so 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 much at the same time. As much as yeah. they hate her, they love her stuff. So it's like she's not gonna go away, and she's gonna keep saying the shit that she says. So when people talk about cancel culture, well, they like, don't, don't exist. It don't like I'm not I'm not trying to like cut you off, but my thing about cancel culture is like it's not a real thing. You know what cancel culture is? Cancel culture is just the market, the market letting you know that you're not indispensable. Case in point, like I said, yeah. I use J.K. Rowling. I, like you can't cancel her. Like as much as you hate her and you, um. What's the word I'm I'm looking for here, Mike? When you admonish her or whatever, right? As much as you hate her and admonish her, like these people, these Harry Potter fans, like they cannot fucking live without Harry Potter. So it's like when when like like yeah. where where's the cancel the old like cancel culture is taking everything? Where's that mob for for J.K. Rollins?
0: Yeah, what I was uh, when I mentioned the whole like it's called the woke. Book burning burners, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, what I wrote down in my notes, just a little, little uh, sh- show notes. I wrote capitalism, don't buy, and then like the government, like, if you cancel it in schools, okay, so like your parent can't buy the book, the schools or the, the public schools won't have it in their libraries. I mean, like, there's two different things, like, if you keep it open, uh, in it's still going to be available besides those six books like you can still buy the book it's still in your house it just won't be part of like uh your public school library you know uh but i'm gonna i want to be uh first off with the whole uh, harry potter thing i read one my my best friend in sixth grade got me for my birthday going into like seventh i think and i t- I, I put it away i was like i don't get it but the only book only two books that I liked. Well, I liked uh, I liked the whole fish thing. That's, I don't know. Maybe I have to reread that. That was kind of dense for me. I couldn't, it was a little too complicated for me. But uh the places you all the places you go. I love the cover of it. And then this book really chat my ass. Marvin K. Mooney, will you please go now? Fuck you. <laughs> like I'm not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. You know, The whole book is like, get out of here, man. Get, go, go. And then I saw the name Munoz. I was like, come fuck Like, come on. I don't know why he chose the name. I, I don't know. It was bizarre. But uh, yeah, but like uh, in like all seriousness, um, um, yeah, I mean, like, I think he targeted like orientals. Is that the oriental thing? You know, I think that had a lot to do with his background in the newspapers. Um, because during the 30s in San Francisco, um, they had an anti-Chinese thing going on. And then during World War II, did the anti-Japanese, which, uh, you know, the political cartoons really pushed for the Japanese internment camps, which when I was a kid, we were learning about it. And I was like, holy shit, you know, like you, they you were teaching me shit out when I was like seven, you know.
1: You learned about it? Yeah.
0: They I never told me about it.
1: They never told yeah, me about it. All they taught you is Japanese like bombed Pearl Harbor and like, you know, it was all rainbow and sh- sunshine in like America when at the same time they were like um, telling black people you couldn't eat like or sleep or do shit in certain places and then grabbing up Japanese citizens and putting them in camps. Basically doing the same shit like Germany and Japan were doing. It's just, it's just ironic to me. They don't teach that shit in the school. So, but I didn't. I didn't learn not well, until like
0: first.
1: I, like I didn't learn until I was much older. They don't teach you. I, I was like
0: older. seven. Yeah, and I was. Uh, I guess. Well, I, I went, You know, in seventh grade, they had we had like the books, and we would read like narratives, like uh, you know, and we'd read it. To, you know, like in next person read, and it was like I had no idea. I was like, what the hell am I reading? Mm-hmm. But then it stuck with me my whole life. You know, and I was like, oh, this is you know, and I always wanted to go there. I always wanted to go to. You know, because they're from San Francisco, and they were like brought over to like Arizona and Nevada and stuff like that, right where they're doing the bombings and stuff, like the nuclear testing. Crazy place, man. This is crazy history. But uh, Dr. Seuss, I I, I could have came up with a rhyme uh, if I had more time, <laughs> <laughs> but I have to go, so I have more lines. No more lines.
1: Dr. Seuss will let him. Have- rhyme because Dr. Seuss, he thought, hey, made
0: Dr. Seuss, Asian people into
1: juice in his books, when you look, but in reality, <laughs> he was a crook to kids.
0: Bachelor update. Hey, everybody. Uh, you know, we've been, wa- we've been watching The Bachelor uh, since uh, episode two, and we've been doing a review of every episode from it. uh, Shug, uh what's the latest on this? Yeah, so this week was not the actual
1: show, but it was the women tell all because he's down to his final three women: Michelle, uh, Bree, and Rachel. And so this women tell all, this is all—I mean, not all of them. There were obviously people missing, but most of the women that he sent home already, where you know they kind of got to say their piece and you know, kind of give some kind of like, um, backgrounds, background to stuff and, um, you know, talk, talk stuff out. They actually had the opportunity to talk to Matt and Matt was, you know, a lot of it was explaining why he didn't, he went a different way with, um, you know, women that thought they, you know, had a connection, had a connection with him, um, that he decided not to, um, Move on with But this was one of the last Few appearances Like um, we will See at least this year of um, Chris Harrison I believe this week and then Next week uh, it's been announced That for the After the Rose Special uh, Former football player and He hosts uh, Uncomfortable Conversations with black Men with a black man um Uncomfortable Uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Uh Emmanuel Acho. Uh he'll be the host of the after the final roles. And I think that's the one uh after uh the finale um that will be airing Monday. But this previous Monday it was the women tell all. But actually, before I even go on, I by surprise, um Chris Harrison actually appeared on Good Morning America and had an interview, real quick interview. I think it was only, like, about, like, five to eight minutes long with Michael Strahan, where he kind of, like, apologized. But at the same time, it was kind of, like, Michael Strahan afterwards, the takeaway that he got from it was, like, that it was, like, a surface apology. It was, you know, kind of, like... um.
0: Superficial.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, It was it wasn't like genuine. So we'll see mm-hmm. what the future entails with Chris Harrison. Um, but you know, with the stuff we discussed with the Bachelor and the um and the race stuff, I think like the main takeaway after everything that I've seen, I just think like the bachelor might need like a huge overhaul because Oh, like come on it's like 25 years it took you before you had a black man on the show and like the racism is so ingrained into the show that like the season that you do have a black man it's like it has all of this extra like controversy to it um and then there's hmm. somebody like chris harrison where you've been on the show since like the get and it's like why did not you use your position and your um influence on the show to say like perhaps like you know we need to like diversify, um, the contestants, diversify the leads, and stuff like that. And it, it, so I mean, like I said, I think that's the the one takeaway I get from everything, everything we talked about. And this this, this is just this past interview with Michael Strahan with Chris Harrison, I just think that show needs like a huge like makeover, um, and make it more diverse, more diverse producers, diverse hosts, diverse leads. Like who's to say they can't have like a season where you have like three bachelors and like forty women, and then the women, you know, they could, yeah, they can choose,
0: like, cause they did that with um, like real life, like yeah, real life, yeah, cause they did that with um, yeah, some, sometimes women are with two guys at once, and they're like, who, who am I gonna stay with? Who am I gonna say? You know, that happens, man.
1: Yeah, they're they, like
0: dating two people at once, you know.
1: They did it with um, Paulie Shore. I mean, not Paulie Shore, Paulie and Vinny from the Jersey Shore when they had, like, their dating show. It was kind of – where where was, like, they kind of had, like, um, 20 women and, like, 25 women. And, you know, he'd pick who he wanted to date. Uh, I mean, Paulie would pick who he wanted to date. Vinny would pick who he wanted to date. And then at the end of it, like, each of them had somebody. So I'm thinking, like, maybe you could have a bachelor season where you have, like, a black guy, a white guy, and a Hispanic guy. And, you know, you got those three kind of like, you know, leaning on each other with like their decision making and stuff like that. And it would make for an interesting show. So that was just an idea I'm throwing out there. Um, Mike, what would you would Yeah, you want? but with yeah.
0: Chris Hansen. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chris Hansen did the whole typical, I apologize. I was a bad boy. I need time out, but I'll be back. I'm speaking yeah. to a, a <laughs> an educator, right. a racial educator, and I'll be back. Mm -hmm. what year is this like i like like come on by the way that wouldn't work either because what about asian men asian men need to be represented yes i'm being dead serious yes dead serious man we need a when i was like when i was like in college i'm like i want to make a movie and it's like the main guy who's at the hero just happens to be like asian american just happens we don't mention it at all and like maybe it happened once or twice but i come on you know crazy but um
1: yeah and i got on um, yeah
0: so he'll be he'll be forgiven he'll be forgiven the next season will be uh brad from uh, iowa kansas
1: you know? iowa iowa kansas mm-hmm. he, he was born in kansas born but yeah he was born in iowa and grew up in kansas but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's diverse <laughs> yeah extremely diverse you could tell you one breed of cow from another one. Um, but yeah,
0: we went, to, we went to Chicago one night. <laughs> That'd be it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um, no more jokes.
1: Yeah. yeah. i never really talked to a black guy before, but you know, I, I walked up to the bar and I asked for a drink <laughs> and this black guy was ahead of me and I just said, you know, you know, I apologize for skipping him. So I would say I'm not racist. Um. But yeah, I, I I that that interview it, it I, I ran through Twitter and it was like yeah at seven o'clock and I'm never up at seven so I had to like um DVR it mm-hmm. and then fast forward through like two hours of um Good Morning America to see oh yeah what's up
0: it was Eric Dyson Eric Dyson hey let's bring it back to world. Eric Dyson was always with Kevin Powell, Kevin Powell they would always have things on BET when I was when I was a kid you remember that Eric Dyson Eric Dice is a general. Yeah, I lot know, of books. I know
1: Michael Eric. Yeah, Dice. yeah, I
0: don't. Yeah. Okay, I, okay. I just want to bring it up. And we'll, but that not, is one, one of the
1: people like uh, Chris Harrison said he talked to. But yeah, it's it's ironic. Yeah. Um, before we get into like the the um the episode um the women tell all, but yeah, with Chris Harrison, it's like yeah, I went to racial sensitivity training because just before like we started recording. I was scrolling through Twitter and it said like Camilla Cabello, the, um, chick from the singer where it came out that she had like a bunch of like racist, like Reddit posts, um, before she got famous. And then she was in a group, Fifth Harmony, Fifth Harmony. And she would say like racist things to like, um, Normani, who is also like a solo artist, extremely talented and beautiful. Um, she would say racist things towards her. And then she just came out today. It's like, yeah, I went to like, um, a racial sensitivity training. And, you know, we had like, it wasn't easy. Like we had to like really have tough conversations and do homework. And I just tweeted out this thing where I was like, Camila Cabello says I'm not racist anymore because I had to write a 200 word essay about Rosa Parks. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't know, Mike. Maybe we gotta take like a racial, a race, racial sensitivity course, so we can see if if it if it's yeah real deal. Uh, Oh,
0: we'll we'll do it. Let's do it. Yeah, that'll be that'll be like the uh, that's that's the fifty episode spectacular that we'll have. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I will
1: I will say if it's like the company I used to work for had a major. Racial incident, and I actually had like a day where we had to come in and do like racial sensitivity, um, training. And if it's anything like that, if all of what these people say, like I went to racial sensitivity training. If it's anything like how that day went, like these people aren't learning shit, and they're probably no less racist. They're probably no less racist coming out than when they were going in. But um, I was gonna spiel. Don't forget to check out if you're watching mm-hmm. this on YouTube or listening to this, check out our video on the Bachelor and Race. And it's about 50 minute. minutes. Might it's well 50, too. Yeah, it's 50 minutes long. That too. And um, but I, I guarantee you it's worth um every second of it. Like we really took a deep dive in the history of the series um even if you gotta watch some now and watch some later it's, it's really worth the time like i'm not just saying that because i was in it because i rewatched it and i was like yeah this is really like informative but let's get into um the women tell all so first things first all of my babes are back all the women i love yeah
0: 15 of them right
1: i think so I, it seemed like that many
0: yeah, because it was twenty five all together or twenty four all together, so now it's eight nine eight nine left, eight left. Yeah, so it should be fifteen. Um, yeah, so um, this is a this is you know this is a typical thing at the end, usually they do it afterwards or right before, which is what they did with this. But they have hmm. like a, a, a gathering, and um, it's a great episode. Always, and, you know. So, uh, Chuck, what'd you get from it?
1: Yeah, so all my babies are back, especially Katie, you know, I love me some Katie. Um MJ and your senior stuff was like revisited, but it wasn't like it, there wasn't nothing no not much like new information there. Um Victoria is still Victoria Ing. Um but she seemed she she apologized to Ryan who uh, Ryan was like her. She's a professional dancer, like you know, and like, um, you know, core, core, choreography. Um, uh, dancing, not pole dancing. Like that was the point. Didn't bring that up, huh? Oh, was it?
0: Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. never mind. Just keep
1: yeah, she's professional. She's professionally a dancer. Um, you know, like okay. You know, like chore- choreograph- choreographed choreograph dancing, like um, stage dancing stuff like that. But Victoria tried to imply that oh, you're a dancer, so like you're like a hoe to imply yeah. that she was like you know like a stripper. But and she she mm-hmm. but she asked um she apologized, but she asked if she's a sensitive person because she's holding on to it. But it's like yo, like you mm-hmm. call me a hoe on national TV. Of course I'm gonna be like offended and I'm still offended now because everybody I know watched it. Um Victoria gave Katie a sincere apology about um you know their their um about their issues. Um Chelsea claimed that the house wasn't toxic until Katie brought the situation about um them basically like being nasty towards Anna, um, to, to Matt, and I found it crazy because considering I found it crazy considering the antagonizing of Sarah, um, the five new girls, and as well as Heather who who um came on for that one episode, uh, and they said that Katie was fake, um, because. Remember like Anna had interrupted Katie and Matt's um, time together to talk to him about like her um you know mental health stuff, but Katie didn't know that at the time. And they said she was fake for that because she was complaining about Sarah like interrupting her. And after she was interrupted, remember Katie talked to Sarah and, you know, they kind of like, um, bonded over the fact that like Katie had lost a parent before too. So she understands, you know, the emotional toll that, you know, Sarah's, I mean, yeah, that Sarah's dad, um, you know, his, his ALS like, you know, wanting to be there to find love, but at the same time, your mind is at home with your dad. Mm -hmm. um, and she understood and she comforted her. Um, Katie did. So it's just weird that they were saying that like she was fake. I'm like that was one of the most genuine things I've, I've seen, because it isn't like Matt. Like they said that it, it was like Matt doesn't see these things, so she didn't have to do that. Like that was just genuinely in her character and her personality. Um. And I thought that all all of the girls were really, like, bozos. Obviously not the girls that were being bullied, but also the, the other girls that were doing the bullying. Like, I thought they were, like, bozos about bullying culture, except for Katie and Ysenia, because Ysenia was another one that called out MJ for the bullying stuff. Um, And plenty of them came from the angle of, how does you calling out bullying improve your relationship with Matt? which I found was sickening, like, oh, like, I'm just, I'm calling out bullies just to, like, look good for this guy rather than, like, oh, I'm calling out bullies for, like, you know, it's wrong. Mm. And then another part, uh, Brittany, who was the person that Anna had implied, not implied, but she flat out put the rumor out there that she was, like, a high-class, like, escort.
0: Mm-hmm. No, 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 that's what I was saying.
1: Yeah, she was. Uh, Brittany came up and like described what the you know the fallout was, and she said that um, it was it you could tell and through her body language, like it was like really devastating to be on national TV and have somebody accuse you of being like a sex worker. And she even said like, you know, no disrespect to like. Women who do that for a living, or are in the sex work industry, but like that's not her. And to imply it was just like you know, classless. Uh, Anna never reached out to Brittany after the show. Anna said that she said it out of anger and insecurities with herself. Um, but she she apologized again. Um, I don't know how genuine it was, but. You know, you, you could tell from Britney, I like I really felt bad for her because you could tell like it was just like, oh, like I gotta like explain this shit to like um friends and family. And she said like she couldn't even talk to friends and family, she wouldn't like respond to texts and stuff because it was like it, it seemed so overwhelming to have to deal with it. So like uh, I really felt bad for her. Um so then Katie came up on the stage and then she talked about um, why, um, she, she didn't, she kind of understood why, like, Matt didn't have a connection with her and sent her home, even though she thought they did. She said that she wasn't really paying attention to any of the other relationships, meaning she didn't realize that Matt was, you know, far more connected with the other women that stayed on past, um, her leaving or her being sent home. And that was the reason why, like, you know she was caught off guard, and that's why like she was really, really like stunned when it happened. Um, and she said, <laughs> she said, I have to remain hopeful that my person is still out there. That's what she said. And,
0: hmm. hey, why not? That's your girl.
1: Yeah, here I am. Here, uh, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Got I was, a campaign going? I was doing that to the TV. I was like raising my hand, like I'm here, babe. I'm like, that's my that was my hopeless ass to the TV. Um, but in all seriousness, um, my loss aside, like Katie, she was like was was like the most genuine girl on the show to me. And she was like the most like comfortable in her own skin. Um, and that's incredibly attractive to me. Like a woman that's like really like um selfless and Funny, has a great personality, and like just a great overall like vibe to them. So, like you know, my bias aside, I'm just saying that like she she was probably like my favorite person on there. Um, just in in, in just like overall, like you know everything. Uh, Abigail, as you know, she was born with a hearing impairment, and she's actually um. She has implants in order for her, her to hair. She has to wear implants in both ears. And her participation was a huge thing for the deaf and the hearing impaired community. Um, she got lots of messages from like uh, lots of people in the hearing impaired and deaf community saying that, like she was an inspiration. Um, seeing her on the show was um, very uplifting for them so I thought that was like really really like a beautiful thing to to watch and hear um and seeing Abigail on it she seen she was a very beautiful girl and she had like a very she she was very um nice and awesome and I'm glad to hear that um her breaking like this barrier you know you know we talk about representation we didn't even know or didn't even think about that. The fact that like people with disabilities um, aren't well represented in media either. Um, so then Piper came up, Piper said she felt fooled because remember she was the last person to be eliminated before the final four and before the hometown episode. So she went into that episode feeling like that. Um, you know, her and Matt had like conversations about what meeting meeting her parents was gonna be like. So she basically thought, like she, she was basically under impression that she would have been chose, and she wasn't. And this was one thing she said. And I don't know, like especially when we watched the show, and I know Mike, you said like a lot that like the part that made you, um, that kind of like kind of um. It's like odd to you about the show or the part of the show that you find odd is just how like a guy could like date all of these women at the same time. Um, She said Mm -hmm. this thing. She said that Matt had a special way of making every woman in that house feel special. Um, And it didn't seem like she said it in a negative way, but it didn't seem like she meant it in like a positive way neither. Like, so I don't know if like you know, he was like straight up lying. But at the same time, if you're in that position, like you have to try to make some kind of connection with everybody in the house. Like you're not going to just straight up not like people or not like the women. If that was the case, you would just send them home. And I think that's what he did the first episode.
0: Well, let me interject here. If uh, one girl goes, uh, one woman says she likes selling, uh, selling, and he goes, oh, yeah, I sell for a while, whatever. whatever. And then the next lady says, i don't like the water at all i like hunting mm-hmm. yeah i've hunted before does it make him a liar yeah. if he does both like you know that's the whole thing it's like he can that's that's called dating but you're doing it all at once yeah. but i just don't want like the fact i don't like the whole like physical act of it it's kind of like that it's praised by conservatives and all that stuff but i don't that's that's near here nor there mm-hmm. sure, i
1: apologize continue And Serena P on the last episode I wanted to get into it last week but Or like expand on it last week But we didn't get the opportunity to But Serena P Actually decided um, After talking with her family That um, Matt wasn't the right Person for her And she took herself out of the running um, Which was Shocking to us As viewers and it was also Shocking to Matt because he was definitely like blindsided by it. Um, but she explained herself and saying that. The whole meeting the family and stuff like that, how she imagined it, imagined it going was not the way it ended up going. And I was probably then and that was the first sign that perhaps um, Matt wasn't right for her. And that was the reason why she um changed her mind. And this is the thing she said. She said it felt that it wouldn't be fair to Matt, and it also wouldn't be fair to the other three women if that if like she was, you know, 50% um she was only like, you know, 50% uh in love with Matt, and Matt was a hundred percent in love with her and the other three women were also like a hundred percent in love with him. So she just felt like it would be best for her to take herself out of the situation or take herself out of the equation.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, one foot in, one foot out. That's like mm-hmm. the whole saying, you know, like, one foot in the door and you know, that's what the whole saying, which mm-hmm. is a lot of relationships, even though you're in love or yeah. you, you, you feel the love. You know? Right. And then
1: um, so then Matt finally Matt came out rocking his um Rick Ross James Harden beard, like that's what a lot of ladies said. They beard, were like, yeah, they were like, oh, they were like, oh, he could
0: look He was
1: like, oh, he's James Harden now. Um so he came out and he he confronted the um the women in person. So Mike, what he like likened it to is like um, you know, imagine like running into your ex, and like you know, like real randomly, and he was just like, imagine it was like oh. twenty of them at the same time. Um, uh, so so you kind of got you know, I got I I I got where his head was at. Um, being here at the moment, yeah. all.
0: Well, I had that experience. Like I think I mentioned one time, I had like six or five ex-girlfriends in the bar at the same time. Right. One, uh, one future one so I, I understand how it feels but uh no no camera no maybe like 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 a, like a, a, a old school like maybe like a little old uh flip camera <laughs> but i had that experience so i'm you know, I, I get what he's saying yeah. i fell for him
1: yeah it happened a lot for me in like college like going to parties and stuff and seeing <laughs> yeah. like a girl i used to mess with and and stuff like that um so I, I totally related to, to him when he said that. Um, as we said, when Victoria got sent home, or he didn't he he didn't give her a rose and she got sent home. Uh, he didn't say anything to her, and she talked about how like hurt that she felt that she he did, he couldn't even like look at her and didn't say anything to her. And, like, a lot of people, they went to, like, the body shaming route. It was, like, oh, he didn't even look at her, like, you know, he's, he's body shaming her. And I was, like, I don't know how the fuck you got that from him just being, like, disgusted by, like, her actions. But he did admit that um, just, like, ignoring her um, while she was, like, talking to him at the rose ceremony when she didn't get picked. Um he he apologized for it. He was remorseful for, for not speaking to her. He said he could have handled um <laughs> he could have handled it. He he could have handled it better. Um then they you know, then obviously they switched to like the more like lighthearted parts of the show. Um one of the things I didn't notice um while watching, I don't know if you did, Mike, in in the, the times you watched it but matt every time he makes out with a girl he makes out with a girl um with his eyes wide open and And i never (laughs) yeah and i never feel weird yeah and i never i never thought of it and because i don't know like me personally when i make out with girls like i close my eyes and i didn't even think that that was the standard that's just what i did but then when I, i saw him doing it i was like yeah, dude. Like you're supposed to close your eyes when you're making out <laughs> sure, because yeah. imagine somebody opens, and that's what a lot of the girls said, they was like, you know, I would just open my eyes, and he, you know, we'd be making out, and like I'd open my my eyes, and like he'd just be staring at me, and it's like weird, but you don't want to say it's weird and and stuff like that. So that that part had me like busting out laughing. It was hilarious. Yeah,
0: that's weird. Like um, I, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not you know, it's not funny, but it's like, um, th- that's an old joke. Like you know, eyes open. Those on like shows and stuff. They always talk about that. Like that's creepy and stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's awkward You're on TV. So he's like, you know, weird. He has to remember. He has to remember which one he's making out with. That's why. There you oh, go. Yeah, <laughs> he has he to probably, remember.
1: He probably do so not want to. Too many. He probably not want to There you go. Um, Think about that. The bloopers—they showed some bloopers off-camera stuff. It was hilarious. Like they had um one of those like fair factor um type uh group dates where they had to like reach into mm-hmm. a box. Oh, the with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with like all of these Ugh. insects and stuff like that, Ugh. and it was it was hilarious. Um,
0: that creeps me out, man. Insects creep me out. I don't care. Dude, uh, you know that grossed me out. You know I don't care how beautiful, you know how you know just that weirded me out, man.
1: Yeah.
0: You know I don't yeah. know how you feel about it. How you, it's, it's like you know the fear, you know fear factor. I don't know. Like it. Yeah, it's, it's it's
1: yeah. Even watching that, it's kind of like icky. But they had to reach in to, to find a ring around like different insects mm-hmm. and shit, um, like worms
0: and all that stuff. Um, then another. Well, ble- it's it's mm-hmm. it's symbolic. It's symbolic for the other worms and. Roaches, you got to date before you get your man. You know that's like kind of like the poetic version of it. If if I if I want to defend the show, because I have to defend reality for are spending five years employed by them. All right, that's a then um,
1: another blooper was like Kit. Like I guess you know I, this was thing I, I didn't know. Like Kit is like the daughter of like a big ass like fashion designer. So she's always grown up in like New York John. city and like in the city and she never went camping or none of this stuff. So they had like a uh, hide and seek in the woods and like, she got lost and all the while, like she got lost. Like the girls that actually found Matt, like they were in a hot tub and she like found her, she was, she was lost looking for him, but found herself by the hot tub like all by like mistake and like happenstance um so mm. that show was hilarious um uh, they, they they played it up um
0: i'm not familiar with uh the, their, her parents though i'm not familiar with uh the her mother is like a fashion designer i'm not familiar with her though so um yeah, it's, it's one of them
1: things Rowley, like yeah, i'm not familiar it's, it's one of them things where you like um you know it's just on the the, the front of like the wikipedia page i think one of them one of them's like that. No, it's used, part of the thing, yeah. Yeah, one of them's that I used to play for the Giants. And it, yeah, it's okay. It's one of those factoids, um, trivia questions. Mm-hmm. And then they showed they they showed like uh like a minute and a half preview of like the um final episode. Uh what do they call it? Um mm-hmm. like dream suites or something like that, fantasy suites. And I guess it's when he like spends the night with them in like a whole oh, yeah. and yeah. So that's All gonna right. be an interesting one. And then um his dad is actually gonna show up and it looks like you know they're gonna have like a really like tense conversation and um his mom, he also talks to his mom because I think he has to like, you know, um Talk to them before he gets his final decision, and then it was like a point. Um, I guess something happens that makes him like uh cry. Um, and you know they're gonna show all that stuff. So, but I'm really excited to see the conversation with his dad because you know the stuff we we talked about with the race stuff, like they never really showed him with like any other like black people, and I wanted to know where his dad was. So I hope his dad. I hope like. Um, it's kind of implied that like the reason why him and his dad don't have a good relationship is because of him and his mom's relationship like failing. So a lot mm-hmm. of our stuff we're going to dive into Monday night and uh, we're going to talk about in next week's episode. Um, So probably going to have yeah. like two or three more of these because we're going to talk about the final episode. We're going to talk about. after the rose and then we'll probably do a whole overarching like wrap up of the whole thing and this whole experience of the first black bachelor
0: and you got to remember too um all all your favorite all shows favorite uh contestants are made they're going to do paradise this year they're going to do the whole um in between series in between the bachelor and the bachelorette the 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 whole house which is very much like real world or Mm -hmm. like big brother um also, like, um, they're filming it now. Like, it they took a break. Like, when we started watching it, they filmed it like in the autumn, or early, like you know, early autumn. So, like, uh, you notice they had the whole like previously recorded, like, cause like the whole controversy with, hair, you know, the hair, the whole you know Harrison things. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah like, they you know, did. I
1: did see that. I did see that. The swim. Yeah,
0: they said when they did it. So like they took, you know, do usually you do six weeks. Uh, a week or two off six i mean six days week week off six days week off and it, it just it turned you know like that's like the schedule for a production uh and even in you know today's uh format but so you never know like something could happen like there's always like spoilers and there's always people that are like uh, leak stuff but you never know so um it's not you know you never know what's going to happen in the next few weeks uh it looks like it's going to end up Usually it's April. It ends the show. Um, I say probably like last week of March, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. So we have like two or th- we have like two or three left. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, which would be you know.
1: Still, you know, we're still which is, like, you know, it's standard. Yeah, we're still like very much like virgins to this bachelor franchise, so we don't. Every every week is something like new to us, like getting used to the format. Um, but stay tuned. Final thoughts, Michael. What you got today
0: on all our vast topics? All right. So we talk about real. We talk about um, we talk about a few things, but it's um, like classic Shogun Shogun the Mooney. Uh, they have common common themes. Um, I grew up. Show grew up watching the Real World, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like a a. Uh, you got Sesame Street. You got the real world you know like it's like kind of like that's what you watch and you like you they kind of like sub, you know like they what they educated you mm-hmm. on just like different types of people and like uh cultures and real world was more of a you know you know more in your face version of it um and it was great to go back and look at the, uh, look at the footage and feel um like yeah i remember watching that and and looking back at it in my eyes now in 2021 um i feel like we're doing the whole i feel like it's a loop that mm-hmm. we got to a point back then now we're back to it what happened in that mean in the meantime uh is it gonna keep happening you know but i feel like if you go back and read books that i've read like they dealt with it like in the 30s and then they did it again like it just keeps happening over and over again mm-hmm and same with The Bachelor. Bachelor's been on for uh, 20 years, uh, 25 Bachelor seasons, uh, almost similar, Bachelorette, and you have the uh, spinoff series, too. Um, and it's 2021, and, like, there's so much controversy with the host of the show, who's, like, a staple of the show.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like, um, um, what do you call it? What's his name again? The guy from American Idol? with. Uh, cole uh, Ridge, uh you know simon kelly and... simon uh no no no, no. the uh um, uh kelly you know Regis and kelly then it was kelly and uh oh seacrest, seacrest uh seacrest. Seacrest, right? yeah. yeah imagine like, it's like seacrest like a pot like, you know like he's been around for 20 years mm-hmm. i know him more than Han, i you know I, I know him more than this individual you know uh but there's a whole generation of people who grew up understanding that this is Hey, this is courtship, you know. This is courtship, um, and he was kind of like the, the moderator for it. And he went through the whole usual spiel. Second time we used it today, uh, of the I'm sorry, I made a big mistake. I was a bad boy. I'll be good now. You know, it's kind of like we get. It's like repetition, you know. And I don't know, like uh, if people are learning, or just yeah you know it's kind of it's upsetting but it's also i think uh over time things are going to get more and more um the more the more knowledge we know hey you know what i take it back i don't know the more knowledge we know might be the opposite of the effect that we're trying to get but and with dr seuss same with real world this is my point so real world when i was a teenager you know like 10 years old to like in college, like right at the end of college, I watched that and I learned a lot. Dr. Seuss, that those books were all around from when I was, uh, you know, born till ten. You know, and I seen all those books before. Um, I had to go look back at Dr. Seuss and see a lot of things. Some of it I don't get. You know, I, I'm like, this seems like you know just uh how to teach someone to like rhyme or whatever um but the book i chose to show you that's banned that i that i showed me and showed we looked at uh it was a zoo which in itself is not the you know not the most popular thing right now and it ends with uh about people and stuff like that so um Looking back, as what I've been doing, um, I always trail with these these final thoughts, but I've been watching a lot of things from the 80s and 90s and reevaluating things I've watched as a kid and just wondering, like, like what made it change? Um, what's, what is going to happen with our stuff now? Like, when we look, at, look in 20 years from now, um, when we're old and um just like the younger generation just um i think i have to finally just like accept like all right t- teach me like, tell me so i'm like i'm ready to like all right because if i don't find offense to something and they do find offense to it let, let me uh l- let me listen you know mm-hmm. So that's my final thoughts for uh, episode 42 yeah
1: like you know, I, I I've obviously a huge fan of the Real World. Um, I think I really got into it. Like, I watched the Hawaii season when I was like nine years old because I remember watching it back when I was in like St. Thomas, and I moved up here in 1999. So it was like 1999. Um, didn't really watch it in my like preteen years, but um, 14, 15. Uh, my teenage into my 20s into like now with the challenge now that like the real world isn't on like i always thought of mtv shows in genuine in general um the real world jersey shore um now they got like floribama show which is a show i'm a huge fan yeah
0: of. and i think oh, you watched that i didn't know that
1: yeah, yeah i love that show it just oh, uh, it know. just it just started oh, wow, in the season um but no, sorry, that's right. I don't know. I think they do a a generally good job, like with those, you know, taking strangers and putting them in a setting and having them like just let the entertainment come from just like them interacting with each other. Whereas, you know, a show like The Bachelor or some of these other reality shows, where it just seems like a lot of like the drama and stuff like that is like um scripted or influenced by the producers I think like the real world was like the one show that started um MTV on the trend of all right let's just put these people in here and then just let like chaos ensue basically and you know like my mm-hmm. detail from like day one, especially now that they're doing a reunion, where the same cast is coming back and like now you could see um you know a lot of stuff we described on the first season, you know, how have the people grown since then? And it's, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like I, I really gotta look into whether or not I'm gonna get Paramount Plus. I can't lie to you. A lot of stuff on there is like appealing, like they have Beavis and Butthead episodes, which like you could sell me on that alone. Um mm. So I'm gonna look into in that. Cause I, yeah, because now that, that you describe, you know, um, that young lady from like Alabama and her like, I would like to see if in those thirty years after experiencing the real world and then going back to where she lived, if she learned from it and it was like a fruitful and educational um, period. So that's always the interesting thing. And then obviously with all the details about race, like you know we talk about you know the racist incidents and the incidents between the cast members but you know that's one part of it the other part of it like I said the thing that always bothered me um especially being in that you know like I said that coming of age time in my life where I'm moving from you know childhood into adulthood and you're watching tv I want to see um you know, I wanted to see a representation of me. I wanted to see like a straight, um, black man and them, um, you know, how they interacted with white people or people from these different places or gay people. You know, that's always been a thing. Like, oh, like, you know, black men are, are like, um, you know, in, in a black community, there's a lot of homophobia. And like on our show, I used to see a lot of, like, black dudes being, like, really, really good friends with, like, the gay people on the show. So that changed your whole, like, outlook on things, especially when I am I was, like, a person. I never really been around gay people like that. So then when I went to college and I met, like, gay people, you know, I felt comfortable in those situations because I watched it on TV. And I'm like, you know, if this, bro, if this guy don't see shit wrong with that and could actually be courteous and form a friendship with somebody like that, I could also do it as well. So representation does matter. Um, just, you know, looking back on how it was handled on that show, um, it's just as much important as how they handled racism. Um, a matter of fact, I think it all goes hand in hand, because as I said, you know, people getting to be around people that are different from them helps you learn, helps you become understanding. You can't just um have beliefs instilled on you based on what you hear or what pe- people your yeah, your yeah, yeah, people around you um influence on your life you have to actually get to know people and then make your own um conclusions on your own um and the real world did a good job of that but you know it was fun to look back at um not fun but it was it was really interesting to to look back on its dealings with race um, Dr. Seuss, again another situation where I'm just like a lot of these people, mainly conservatives, um, where they talked about you know they they you know as soon as they see somebody trying to change something, um, that's why they you know the term for liberals is like progressives, and the term for conservatives is conservative because they want to keep things. Um, the way they are rather than all right let's be open to new ideas um but the, the thing with dr Seuss is i don't think they're trying to like cancel him i think it's just uh, and in general any time you're dealing with people that are long gone and like dead and buried it isn't so much that you're trying to cancel them it's like all right he's dead like how are you gonna cancel him he's not making any new books it's just the point of it is just like we need to celebrate these people less now that we know more about them. Can you still, um, like when Christmas time comes around, like can you still watch The Grinch? I know I love to watch The Grinch during Christmas time, and I'm pretty sure it's still like, well, I don't know, who knows, maybe it won't be, but you know, I'd still want to watch The Grinch. Um, The Cat in the Hat is like something I still want to read to like my kids or my nephew or, um, you know any child in my life but you got to look at the full picture and like Dr. Seuss he was not like he was not like a great guy especially one in the fact like he really like is very much like a lot of quotes of him saying like he didn't like children um he didn't like children he thought they were stupid that that was one of his main points in writing his books he said children are stupid and this is why I write these like stupid ass books but these these books definitely have an impression on the kids. Like the one that Mike showed like that book right there, if you're a little like white kid reading it, you, you probably look at it and your, your takeaway is like people are different at, people that are different or percu- different from you are peculiar and should be like studied, but not, but should be, there should be some kind of barrier between you and them. And that message is like you, you know something say, like people would say like oh you're thinking too hard about it but like you know I I don't like he said children are stupid but children are very very complex and very um they're like sponges anything they see they form and develop ideas and thoughts it's, that's why they call it the formative years so it's important that we you know at least I don't know about policing what our kids um read but you should at least be diligent about the the materials that they're intake in um bachelor you know uh oh my god i was i I can't stop talking about katie like i love like her whole vibe so it was great on this episode i got to see her again i was it was great to see um a lot of women on the show i like the fact that serena p got to um Basically, explain herself and explain her decision, and uh, Matt got to you know be confronted by these women. But at the same time, he had like the the forum to um discuss uh the different decisions that he made while he was on the show. Uh, Chris Harrison. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the future holds for him. Um, you know, it's 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 something. Um, I, I I didn't want to interrupt Mike when he said, said when he was talking, but it was something I formulated and listened to him talk. Well, I'm just like, I think through learning, through learning we can unlearn things. Um, but you know, stay tuned. Please check out our um, YouTube channel. We have plenty, plenty, plenty of content on there. We got uh black seats we have story times are going to come up sugar reviews the brews with me on there like uh those are going to come out like literally like every day because we've done so many different beers um all the bachelor updates if you skipped ahead or you don't have the time to listen to it but you actually want to see it visually add in a lot of um Uh, pictures and a lot of like gifts and stuff like that to kind of like you know detail the things that we're talking about Um, but yeah this has been episode 42 of Shug Me The Mooney Shug Me The Mooney Shug Me The Mooney